I'm Josh with the City of Wapak, and after a couple of weeks off, we are back again to update the community. And we have a new face joining us this week, Carrie Napparella from the Chain Exploration Center. Hello, Carrie. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And she's uh, taken the place of around this week so we can learn a little more about some of the individual schools. And the, we'll start off with you, Carrie. The first thing, tell us what is the Chain Exploration Center for people who don't know? So Chain Exploration Center is located off of Highway 54 um, in Wapaka. We are a tuition-free project-based learning charter school um, that is a part of the school district of Wapaka. So anything that our middle school, elementary school students do um, at the WLC and at the middle school, our students have that opportunity as well. After school activities, athletics, all of those types of things. There is busing to our school as well. Um, when I say that we're project-based learning, typically our students are presented with a question. It's usually a non-Googleable question. <laughs> they have to do some research to figure out potentially an answer or come up with some ideas about how to help solve a problem. And so we're excited that um, typically those are science and social studies oriented. And then the reading and the writing is infused into those projects. So any of the standards that we're um, working to meet, the learning targets we're trying to hit um, are infused into those projects. And then our students, present those to an authentic audience. So they present their research and their information um, on project night, which is coming up next Thursday, as a matter of fact, February 22nd from 5.30 to 7. The community is welcome to come and see how that looks. We do those project nights three times a week and, or three times a year, three times a week, wow. um, three times a year. And so we invite everyone to come and check it out. Um, the more um, the more unique audience our students have, people that are not typical to them, which are family members, obviously, and teachers, the better our presentation skills get. And so that's what we're really um, looking at is how well they can stand in front of an audience and share the information that they've learned to help make an impact on their community. Something else that's going on right now is your enrollment is open um, for next school year. So tell us a little bit about that process. Correct. So the enrollment window for the 24-25 school year um, opened last week. And so we are looking to grow our school um, and grow the, the student population, especially at our middle school. Our numbers are a little bit lower. So we'd like to see some students um, join us. Things that we... You know, our, we are multi-age as well as project-based learning. So that means our, our grades are grade-banded. So they're grade-banded at first and second, third and fourth, fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth. And our, we have two advisors working in those grade bands together to meet the needs of those students in that grade band. Our older students also spend time with our younger students throughout each day. Um, sometimes they're book buddies, sometimes they're project pals. They help them with their um, they're learning. Right now, I, as I was coming to join the meeting, our older students were playing math games with our younger students, working on some of the, the skills they specifically need to work on. Um, so it's not just that our students are within a classroom and that's where they are all day. They spend their day throughout the building um, working with different grade levels. 
if you're interested in Chain Exploration Center and, and how your family could be a part of our school family, you can go to our website, which is chainexplorationcenter.org. And the application piece and information, how to contact me is all on there. Um, we've been giving tours to individual families throughout the month. Um, and we just, we would love to grow our school family a little bit. Beautiful. Well, Carrie, thank you for that. We'll jump over to Aaron with some big news uh, from the city. A lot of places you look at are struggling with keeping up with enough housing demand. And that's, you know, something you hear about at a national level on the news, either really high prices or not enough to go around. And um, some efforts will be starting soon in the Wapaka area to increase housing supplies. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Carrie talked about wanting to attract students, uh, specifically in the middle school, and and we do want to do that too. We want to attract people, families, students to to strengthen our school districts. Of course, when you're talking about economic development in communities, you talk um, jobs, housing, school districts, all those things. Here's a stat that kind of paints a picture of where we're at in the city of Opaka. Over the last four years. Um, we've been having a lot of conversations about housing, uh, and it's not only happening here, it's happening across the country, but the city of Opaka has a job to housing unit ratio of 1.9 jobs per housing unit, which, well, what does that mean? How does that compare to others? And it's very, very high. I attended a conference, uh, this is probably two years ago, um, and it was an economic development conference uh, put on by Ellers, and it was... Um, they had listed the highest ratios that they knew of in the state, and they didn't know of Wapaka, um, but it was 1.5, um, and I, I knew we were at that 1.9. So in meeting with employers uh, over the past several years and, you know, meeting with our city council, housing be floated to the top as one of our top priorities for economic development. Um, we're lucky enough uh, to have someone that's that's executed uh, in a company that's executed projects recently in Howard, O'Connell Falls and other areas. Um, Tycor built out of the Howard area uh, that uh, is wanting to make an investment in the city of Opaka. We signed into an agreement for them with them uh, for phase one of the River North area, which will result in 32 single family homes and 124 apartment units. The approximate investment in phase one will be about $27 million of value added. So I'm going to pause um, if, you for people that don't know where is River North going to be located. Yeah, so up by, if everyone knows where Fox Valley Tech, Sunny Day on the east side of town, uh, that big open field, that is where uh, River North will be. Um, so it's it's good proximity to Highway 10. Uh, it's also we've seen a lot of growth in that uh, subdivision that's even further east of there. Uh, we call the Eastgate subdivision or by the Eco Park and by the airport. And we've seen a lot of house homes go there lately. Uh, and then there's actually, I don't know if a lot of people know, there's a great little trail system that runs along the Packer River, uh, a beautiful part of town. Uh, so you heard me talk a little bit about the numbers in phase one and what's going to come out of that. Tycor would like to build out future phases, and we have some um, kind of marks that they have to hit in order to exercise their option to, to acquire land for future phases. But in total, their plan is to, to add about $69 million worth of housing, um, 108 housing units, single family housing units, and then also um, 200, about 250 total apartment units. So over the next several years, uh, that's what we hope to, to execute. And we're really excited about it. Uh, about that opportunity. Another thing we're really excited about, Josh, is is in our markets, when you're not in like a, 
a truly suburban area, like maybe a Kimberly or a Howard or a, or whatever it might be, um, a lot of times these in these development agreements, the, the municipality is tasked with borrowing for the infrastructure up front. Um, and that's not the case with us. So TICOR is going to be taking care of financing and constructing all the infrastructure, uh, which mitigates the risk from a from a municipality standpoint. So we are really excited about that point of the development agreement. Um, and then I'm going to talk really quickly about kind of starting price points of the homes. So these homes will start at about two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars, and they'll go up into the, well into the three hundred thousands. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars seems like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. Um, in today's construction market, that's about as afford as affordable for a new quality home as I've seen in the last three plus years. Um, so we're excited about that price point. Uh, it's really we're deeming it workforce housing. So I'm going to pause you again there. When they presented to city council that was brought up affordable housing versus workforce housing, and their goal is to build workforce housing, and they kind of differentiate the two. Is that something you could elaborate on? Because I'm seeing some chatter out in the public about that. Yeah, well, they want to provide housing that meets, that fits our workforce, right, in the city of Opaca. What are the needs within our direct area? And the price points that they'll be building at, they feel like will meet those needs. They, you know, they have an incentive to sell houses. They have an incentive to price it appropriately to move the houses um, and get people in them. So, uh, really, it meets meets our jobs in the Wapaka area. The other thing I want to mention, though, it's you know one thing that built gaining inventory of, of new housing at two hundred fifty thousand into the three hundred thousands. A lot of times. You know that's going to attract new residents, but it's also going to be maybe a step up for someone who has a home in the city of Opaka, and it could very well and is likely to open up uh, established housing that's already here at maybe lower price points. Uh, so there's kind of that effect, um, and and all in all, we're we're really excited to to be checking and working towards a lot of these goals that we've had over the last couple of years, and um, hopefully you guys will see see things moving actually. Uh, early here in the summer of 2024. So, very very exciting news to see this development happen, and it's you know a trend. I mentioned nation nationwide with housing, so it's good to get some of those efforts going here. And we just want to close out this week uh, some employment opportunities with the city. Yeah, so right now I know we have the the library adult services position that's open. Um, I would strongly suggest. Uh, Anyone who has even a little bit of an interest to look at that, our library is widely regarded as one of the best libraries uh, for a community our size. Um, I would say in the area, but but honestly, in the state of Wisconsin, um, we've had our staff members recently within the last year, maybe a little over a year, present at national conferences in Chicago and, and partner with area libraries like the Madison Public Library and so on and so forth. So. They're doing some pretty neat things. Um, it's a great staff. Uh, I would encourage you, anyone. I would I would encourage anyone interested to look at it pretty hard. And then I know, Josh. You know, I would just encourage everyone else to keep an eye on that employment uh, tab on our website. Uh, there may be some other opportunities. I know summer's well. coming up, so there might be some part-time staff openings too for seasonal. So, absolutely, good point. Well, Carrie, Aaron, thanks for your time to get the community up to date, and we will talk again soon. Thank you thanks, for Josh. having me. Thank you. Have a great week.